Well, hey there everybody. Guess what? It's Wednesday, which is unusual for us, we know, but it's Wednesday, it's one o'clock, and it's time for Life Downloaded Live. I am joined, rather riskily, from her boudoir with the the lovely Samantha Rank as always. I always point in the wrong direction, she's that side of me. But <laughs> looking very stylish, it has to be said. Pretty in pretty in pink this afternoon. Great. So I always have like lots of super noodles and things. Dan, you're looking confused. Are you listening intently? I am listening intently. We had a Amazing. slight technical issue oh, in no. the fact that nobody could hear you. So let's I've adjusted oh, no. it. Hopefully everybody can hear you now. I can't believe I've just been talking, rambling and rambling <laughs> for ages and it was like I could have told you like the the, the what is the meaning of life. And uh, you missed it all. Indeed, indeed. But yeah, we had a slight technical hitch there. Um, but I've sorted it live, 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 live. Sandra, so, can you hear us? Sandra said she heard super noodles. Super noodles! <laughs> I was just saying, so I, um, I'm in my bed. I've come out of my chair because I'm knackered today. Um, it's been one of them mornings and my PA has a personal family thing she had to go to. So um, I was left without a book. Obviously, that coincided with a massive Tesco shop. And normally, I really enjoy putting things away because I'm a little bit like anal about stuff, like where to put things. Um, but today, because I've not I've hardly anything in since moving back to London, I just went a little bit like, yeah, I'm going to put that in my basket. I'm going to have that. So this massive food shopping arrived, and I'm worn out from putting it away. I feel absolutely knackered um but i am never normally without food because i used to live in an apartment on the fifth floor with one lift it used to get vandalized quite a lot and i found out the hard way that actually if you order tesco's or sainsbury's or any of the leading supermarkets that yes, deliver many supermarkets home, are available mm -hmm, um, they will not physically carry your shopping more than the third floor which kind of makes sense because that's, like, intense. But it doesn't help me, a wheelchair user with no lift on the fifth floor. No. So, yeah, I mean, if the apocalypse came today, uh, me, and the, me and the cats would be pretty okay. I'm not going to lie. You would. You'd be fine. Uh, Although, we were talking about before we came on, um, now that I've sorted all the technical issues, Sam and I talk on a regular basis. Um, we were talking about the weird exchanges you've had in in your shopping today, in the fact that you ordered some mayonnaise and got sun dried tomatoes. I've oh, not... Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is so apparently? You know, when you get a substitute, um, and I never normally check them. You know, because you can take it back, can't you? But I'm I'm far too British to be like, oh no, that's fine. I'm just like, that's fine. Just I'm a vegetarian, but I'll take that shank of lamb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know. So normally I like just don't even look at the substitutes. But for dinner today, um, I'm watching my pennies. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to take a look. And there was two, and I think I had like green beans. So I'm obsessed with green beans, but from the tin. Because they're so low in low in calories, 
they're great. You don't need to cook them. They're already cooked. You literally have it with a bit of tuna or whatever. I'm, I'm giving you inspiration here. You are. You, know, you are. Re- regular, regular TV chef. Yeah, a little, little right. bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of hummus. Boom. Maybe, maybe well, that's the next TV show, Accessible Cooking with Sam Rank. Me and my beans. And um, so I put, like, I was really excited about getting my beans. Pea, no, beans, broad beans. Yeah. Yeah, broad beans. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. And and then they didn't they didn't send any so they sent me some like I think tinned fruit so I gave that back and then I ordered some mayonnaise and it's a special mayonnaise from Germany and um so I I actually bought some from my mum because she's German and she told me she didn't she can't get that in her Tesco so I put like three of them in my basket um because my mum goes through an awful lot of mayonnaise I mean it's like <laughs> oh um. Yeah, and they gave me some dried tomatoes. So I'd love to hear from you all. What is what, what the, is the weirdest supermarket exchange on an online shop you've had? Yeah. See, and do you and do you send it back or do you like me just go, oh, it's fine? I think for me, like I've only shopped online for for shopping and stuff on a semi regular basis because living with family, they quite often just go to the shop, so we don't shop online for groceries that often. I think I would if I lived alone, for sure. Um, but I've never had some sort of crazy, outrageous exchange that I'm not happy with. So I've I've never had to send it back. But I think I think I probably would, because it would probably end up being something that I'm never going to eat or never going to use. So yeah, sometimes you can get lucky, and sometimes what they do. So say if you go for the cheaper option of yeah. whatever that is, they'll give you the more expensive. Yeah. Sometimes you can be like winning, winning you know. Or they'll, or they'll yes. give you, they'll give you potato croquets instead of mashed potato, which I'm down with. Like that, I can tolerate. Mm. That's like a, yeah, okay. that's a fair exchange. I mean, I'm not necessarily okay. a mashed person, so I'm all. I know, <gasps> what? Yeah, I don't, I don't like mashed no, potato. I never. No, this podcast is over. <laughs> over. Next, you're gonna say that you don't like peanut butter. I wow. Don't. I don't like peanut butter. This is why we never got together, Dan. This is why we, we could never be lovers. Because the fact that you do not like two of my staple foods. Jif Jif peanut butter, apparently, says Lisa. Now, oh, oh okay. Yeah, Jif or Sif? Or is it now called Jif? No, Jif was, was, the, was the bathroom cleaner. Yeah, but that is now called Sif. Sif. But there is, a, oh. there is a peanut butter called Jif. Oh really? Yeah, maybe that, maybe it's why it changed to Sif, like the bathroom cleaner, so people oh. stopped eating bathroom cleaner. Jif mm. lemon substitute, Sif for lemon toilet cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that yeah, we'd love to hear that because apparently it isn't a human that changes it; it is a computer. But then you would have thought, oh no, because they wouldn't know. I would have kind of thought the people then packing your bags would they not got the original. Would they not get like the original list and then be like, why on earth is she getting sun dried tomatoes instead of mayonnaise? Instead oh, yeah. of, like, like, why not just give her more mayonnaise? Um, so, yeah, so that was my morning, really eventful, as yeah, you can tell. Indeed. <laughs> I can't say I've had um, such an eventful morning. I've kind of got out of bed, done a bit of work, and now I'm here on the podcast. That's kind of my morning. Um, but my my Watch lovely my lovely lady yeah i have washed my hair um so it's sort of still semi drying which is why it looks kind of kind of 1970s 
footballer somewhat <laughs> like it's, it's crazy everybody keeps telling me i should keep the curls um so i'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a poll on uh, Insta- our instagram page all right do a poll no, on I'm the instagram do page do we hang on i need to take a close-up of your hair smile Right, there we go. Right, I'm doing that. That's picture. probably a terrible picture, but we'll run with it. It's all right, it's fine. Look at the state <laughs> of me right now. And the thing is, I feel like such a fraud as well, because yesterday when the sun was out, I did some social media and I did some filming. I'm doing some filming for a project. And the sun just, like, I had my makeup on, full makeup, obviously, wash my hair. And the sun just makes you look, like, glowing, and it's great. And I, I took these pictures, and no filter needed. I look shit hot. Now... Now look at me. It's all gone. It's all gone. Pete Tong. No, you look- feel. I feel just a little bit like I'm. I'm. I'm fobbing everyone off. No, you see, I'm kind of seeing you right now, like. For those of you that can't see Sam, because we've been really terrible and not visually described ourselves again. She she is currently in a pink stripy dress with various shades of pink being the different stripes. Um, Is wearing a rather fetching pink headscarf with her hair tied up and her glasses. And I'm kind of imagining her on a chaise lounge with one of those really long cigarettes kind of, you know... French stuff. Not that you smoke, but no, you're not. Just from, no, you're not. Just but from the, just from like the, you know, the 1920s flappers on a chaise lounge. Yeah. Sort of. No, you're not. You're an absolute liar. <laughs> I'm not. But there you go. <laughs> that's that's what I'm imagining right now. Um. <laughs> not like locks. I'm I'm saying, does Dan keep his locks? And locks is like the lock, lock and key. The same. It's the same spelling, right? Y- yes, I believe L-O-C-K-S. so. Audience watching, I, please feel free to correct our spelling. Um, um, my spelling's gone really bad, and I keep doing this thing now where I write a post, and I'm, maybe it's because I'm just so tired, and I'll reread a post about fifty times, and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, sorted, fine, it's great," and then I'll go back to it the next day, and I've made like a, a like really, really, really like in your face errors but not even spelling mistakes Actual yeah completely different, different words. words yeah and that's autocorrect as its finest see we've, we've got controversy look, look, look at your scary picture oh god that is a scary picture <laughs> jesus that's going on the instagram oh my word <laughs> you're in it you know do you know what it's too late now so. this, this is what happens when i let you control the instagram it's on the live downloaded Instagram. It's fine. It's a safe space. Everyone loves you there. Hopefully they do. See, we've got controversy in the chat though. Lisa's saying keep the hair. Sandra's saying shorten the hair. Like, oof, it's it's up for debate. Like it needs to be a little bit shorter. It needs to be tidier. It needs taming. I admit it needs taming. But I do like. But then again, I've always had. So my first. Um, sexual fantasy as probably about a five-year-old was He-Man, Master of the Universe, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. I actually had the VHS of that. I just found it in my drawer the other day. So oh, every see, single day... It's moments like this that I bond with you, so. Every single day, I... So when I was in primary school, I used to go home for lunch because it was like a, a, a staggered... Yeah, because yeah. I went to a special school to begin with, and then they were like, "Yeah, this is not very beneficial for you." So we, were, I went to mainstream, but mm-hmm. I, I lived literally five minutes from the school, so my mum would pick me up at lunchtime. 
And every single day I would watch He-Man, Master of the Universe, with Courtney Cox in it, who was about 14 at the time. If anyone can find that for me on a DVD, you will be my best friend forever. Because they kept doing Region 2, but obviously we can't play that. Or is it Region 1, which is the one we're not. Anyway... So yeah, so we're, that, that's we're region that. two. Yeah, we're region right, two. Right, so I could only ever find it on region one, but I do have the VHS. I'm tempted just to get a VHS player just so I can. See, I'm now, I'm now going to check this now because I'm pretty um, sure. So that was my first wanking material, literally age four or five, um, and that's not uncommon apparently. Um, what he man? He man as masturbation material? No, but just masturbating at age four or five. Um, okay. And then, and then that progressed to um, all the vampires in Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Okay. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely with you on this journey of sexual discovery right now. Where I'm going with it. So (laughs) for me, I find men who have got that '80s look, shaggy hair, kind of. I I kind of like it takes me back to when I was much more sexually aroused by anything right now i don't know what's happened to my libido but do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think it takes me back to that childhood i had a weird childhood i'm gonna stop speaking now <laughs> you didn't have a weird childhood but but no it is interesting like the the things different people find attractive um sandra says what other vhs's do you have does anyone have these machines these days you're showing your age i don't i think i chucked everything out i i clung on to my buffy uh, box sets for quite some time and then they were just so big and bulky that I did have to part ways but I do have them all on DVDs and digital as well there you obviously. go see I'm wondering if you'll be able to find He-Man digitally oh what on YouTube <gasps> you look she's on it now look sorry I don't really care about any of you right now <laughs> so this is where I take off take over the podcast on a, on a solo because Sam is going to start looking for Dolph Lundgren as He-Man live on YouTube. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you do a live podcast, everybody. Only, only clips. Oh my God, look how fit he was. I still really fancy Dolph Lundgren. Like, he could be my granddad, but I'd still, like, do very, very naughty things to that man. To be fair, I think out of all the action heroes... Dolph, Dolph Lundgren um, is one of the guys that has aged quite well. Oh, he's amazing. In terms, of, going, like, oh, in terms of that 80s, 90s action hero. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger hasn't aged terribly, but... And what's the Frenchman? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, he's not doing too bad. Yeah. See, so... I did work solo last week when the delivery man came. It's true, Sandra, I did. I'm getting quite used to having my little... Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, (laughs) normally you can't shut me up, so sometimes it's like a welcome relief, isn't it, really? Um, But, yeah, so, um, yeah, I grew up with... So, it makes it worse as well because I've got a thing for blonde hair, but I think that comes from my dad because I lost my dad when I was nine. You did, yeah. I, I That's so funny when I always say that. I, I always think like I left him down like the, 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 the It is a it is a weird you know, turn of me. phrase, isn't it? I left I left him at Tesco. In Asda. <laughs> <laughs> um and he was a blondie. Natural blondie. So I think, you know, like Freud me up there or something. So yeah, so he man master of the universe, um Doc Lundgren. So and, then, what, and then obviously Rocky Four. Come on now. Rocky Four, yeah. 
This is, I, I, I didn't realise you had such an in-depth knowledge of Dolph Lundgren's filmology. And <laughs> you just think I'm a shallow, puffy-loving fan, but I, 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 I have my moments. You do. I have my moments. I just, you just never, you just never ask the right questions, Dan. That's Apparently not. Like I have learned so much about you today. <laughs> Uh, so much yeah, about you. That's me. So anyway. What, so yeah, grow my hair out, go back to the gym, and I should be on it. Exactly. <laughs> Is that what you're I telling me? Get you a He-Man outfit. Find a big sword and shout by yeah. the power of Grayskull. Uh, oh, I just love that, and then I love watching the Dark Crystal as a kid for the puppets. Ah, uh, have you watched the the new ones on Netflix? Um, yes, I did start to watch it, but I think it was one of them where I was like, I really need to be in the right frame of mind for this. But I used to get really scared by the Dark Crystal, the um, the, the the evil people, the evil the uh, evil henchmen. I they never watched it, so me. I can't I can't feel people. Oh, in, it was but... so good. What are the childhood things you used to watch? See, do you apart re- from the obvious, do you remember Trapdoor? Like the kids show trapdoor with all like the plasticine monsters and stuff. No. Oh, that used to scare me senseless. Oh, uh, oh maybe. Oh, what am I thinking of? The other morph. I'm thinking of morph. Oh no, morph. Morph was fine. Morph didn't scare me, but trapdoor used to scare me as a kid. I will. I will say that publicly. Now, like I'm like, what's I scared of? But at the time, as a kid, I was like, oh, it's a bit freaky. Um, what? A- yeah, and then and uh, we used to watch a lot the cartoon Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, that was a real cartoon. That yeah. was a real cartoon. We're similar age though, so it obviously we are. We are, so we could and, we could reminisce like this. And then on um, on Netflix, they've put Sister Sister back on. Which I I have been watching Sister Sister on Netflix. I will open and Moesha. Uh, they put Moesha on there. Yeah, I haven't started watching that yet, but I yeah, I, I so definitely. That, did watch a couple of episodes of Sister Sister, and I was it's saying, I was saying to my lovely other half the other day, um, it's amazing watching something like that back, and realizing how much is actually in there as an adult that you missed as a kid. Absolutely. And it's like, oh my god, they said that and got away with it. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was really thinking about how diverse. The things I watched on TV were so you know like now I look at kids because we're you know we obviously talk about diversity and you know with the Black Lives Matter movement and you know more more people of color on our screen etc and I just thought my god I, I grew up with like the main shows they were all black families mm. or you know different ethnic minority groups and it's and it's really strange that we seem to have gone kind of back yeah. It's sort of progressed. But it just, I mean, I, obviously when I was little, I didn't, you know, that wasn't in my mind. I just loved watching Sister Sister or Moesha or Kevin and Kel or, you know what I mean? Keenan and programs. Kel, not Kevin. You know what I mean? And and it's only now that I am more aware of things. I'm like, wow, I just, you know. But also, um, you named all those shows, all those shows were made in America. So, that is true. I had Nickelodeon. Yeah, as did I. And, um, you know, all those shows were American. Sister, yeah. Sister, Moesha, you know. And the Cosbys. And the Cosbys, yeah. You know, all those were American shows. 
Um, and you had to have Nickelodeon, a, a specialist channel that you had to pay extra for um, to watch, you know. So what was on the BBC and ITVs is at the time is, is you know, different. I'd say Channel 4 probably had a more diverse audience growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, that was always Channel 4's bag, though. Um, yeah, I mean, they had, um, they, uh, I spoke to my friend Max, they had the Red Triangle at one point. So, it, yeah, so if a programme on Channel 4 came up, and I think it was like a Red Triangle in the bottom, it meant it was a bit out there. Oh, okay. Or it had controversial, you know, but it was this whole thing. I don't know when that was, maybe the 80s. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to Google that now. Yeah. But it was a bit, I mean, but it's crazy. That was like the warning, like, we're going to be talking about homosexuality. You know what I mean? So we've got... Jeez, jeez, Liz. We are just going to chit-chat, but we are going to... We talked before. My lips are really dry. Sorry, my lips are so sore. Um, I don't know why. We, um... Oh, so I wanted to briefly talk about a film on Netflix... Yes, um, which or, which is a nice plug considering we've yeah. been talking about retro TV. Look at how you've s- swinged into that. Like, that's a transition. Um, Anybody would think Run. they're professionals. It's called Run, as in Run. Run. It was number one. And I don't, obviously, I don't want to give too much of it away. I don't want to be a spoiler. Um, but I was thinking of potentially writing something for one of my articles on it. So it, 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 it features a young female actress who is actually a wheelchair user. And the story, the story is um, the mother, uh, when, when she's a baby, she has a whole host of complex needs, additional needs, and is a wheelchair user. And she lives with her single mother. And it comes to a time where she would be going away for university. But as it transpires, the mother doesn't, the mother doesn't want her to leave. Mm-hmm. So she starts, you know, manipulating like the male, like so she can't, you know, see if the university has contacted her. Oh, that male. It, oh, okay. Yeah, the male. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it kind of the the, the daughter starts to suspect. Mummy dearest doesn't want her to leave. Now it is a suspense horror thriller, and there is like a massive twist, etc. Um, but it, it, first of all, I was like, I googled straight away. Is she really a wheelchair user? It's, it's a sad and... state of affairs, isn't it? <laughs> but generally, generally, as a disabled performer and someone in the media, any time I see somebody disabled on screen uh, as a character that is has an impairment, I do one of the first things I do is Google and go, Google. are they legit? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And and she was. So I was like, yay, hurrah. And to be fair, she did not play a, 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 a victim, poor me. I mean, again, I can't really say too much because I don't want to give away the ending, but she no. even made a you know, she even made a comment right at the end of the film that I was like, Yes, good. Like good. Thank you for making that comment. You know, it wasn't it wasn't your typical, you know, were me disabled person. Good. Uh, good. Et cetera. However, um, given given the fact there was a massive twist at the end and, and things weren't of what they seemed, etc., I picked up on a few elements of this 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 kind of and I've seen it once before. This kind of you know, if a parent has a disabled child, that means their life is given up for them, and and you have this codependency, 
and and there was a little bit of that about it um mm. from for a lot of the film and you know and that and obviously the mother was mentally unwell um uh, and that's why she behaved the way she did but but it was it, it suggested for most part of the film that you know she didn't want her little baby to go mm. because ultimately it was just them and she'd been her sole caregiver for what 18 years mm-hmm. and then and that kind of touched the nerve with me as well because i had you know i did have a codependent relationship with my mother that became quite toxic for both of us and and it got me thinking about you know do i like the fact that we're portraying this this narrative as well yes it is a film yes it was a horror yes it is a thriller blah 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 and it needs to be dramatized and like i said you know things weren't quite what it what it seemed at the end but it it just upset me because it was another theme of oh well if you have a disabled child your life is essentially over yeah and and then i look back at my own kind of life uh with my mom and i was like well you know my mom didn't really get much support she didn't get respite she didn't get x y and z you know, and and the way the way disability was presented to her, so the medical model, etc. You know, she felt like she needed to give everything up mm. to to be that person. So it, it was just really interesting, and it kind of I was glad I was glad the ending ending ended the way it was um, because it kind of explained some bits. But yeah, there was part of me in the film. I was like, oh, oh, do we have to have this? This kind of story that you know, be it being a parent of someone with a child with a disability is a, a bad, a bad hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I, know. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think it boils down to to similar arguments that you and I um, often have. And I say arguments in the debating sense rather than we're at each other's throats. In the fact of, I would be okay with with that story if there was a bevy of other stories alongside it. Mm. So if you can tell that story, if you also, not in the same film obviously, but within the yeah. media in general. That would just be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if, you know, um, there was someone else telling a story over on this channel where that wasn't the issue and everybody had more rounded lives and in fact it was the fact that you know their relationship was breaking down and it wasn't impairment orientated it wasn't disability orientated it was just a disabled person whose relationship was breaking down or a disabled person who was doing well for themselves or or whatever it may be if there was a wide breadth of disabled stories and disabled life experiences within the media then I'd be like yeah fine tell your story in the same way that you know we've argued once there's decent representation and disabled performers and deaf performers and neurodiverse performers are playing a wide breadth of characters then I'm not going to be so antsy if somebody non-disabled is playing a disabled person. And I think it. I think it's the same sphere that, you know, we're inspirations, we're villains or we're victims as disabled people. And then you talk about the family of a disabled person 
and they're automatically a victim as well. It's like, yeah. it's like tell a different story. Just tell the story of a family that gets on, and it just so happens that one of them is disabled. Tell the story, you know. And I think that's what it boils down to: is the fact that if there was varied stories within the sphere, I'd let it go. But there yeah. isn't. So. I mean- I mean, I want you all now to go away and watch it because it definitely, towards the end, it definitely turned it around and there was definitely, like, yes, hell yes moments. Like, well, I'm glad I'm glad they made that point or I'm glad that character said that, mm. you know? But, that, but, again, there was... I, I think I think it was that whole thing of, oh, please don't turn out, turn out the way I'm thinking you've got to turn out in the sense of, you know, the mum's gone psychotic because she's been cooped up with a disabled daughter and... Yeah. You know what I mean? She doesn't want her disabled daughter to be independent. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, and I'm glad we're kind of having this conversation. I'm glad it was an actual disabled artist playing the role. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm glad the actual young girl in it was not was not a, you know, she was feisty, like really feisty. Nah. So I love that. So, yeah, that's all your homework to go and watch. So go and watch Run on Netflix if you have Netflix. So I was going to write about this for one of my, well, my next Metro uh, column. However, you brought up a very, very interesting um, point about the vaccines. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to write about that instead. Um, So, yeah, thanks for that, Dan. No, no, it's fine. Um, To (laughs) to sort of fill the gap... um, Twitter, as is often the source of our source material here on Life Downloaded, um, the lovely Dr. Amy Kavanagh, who I will always full name on this podcast, um, oh. um, put out a tweet about the fact that disabled people quite often have to give in-depth medical history um, to gain access to things, be that toilets, housing, so on, so on, so on, and so on, and so on. Um, the list is vast and the list was by no means exhaustive um, and it sort of it sort of rattled something in my brain and it's personal about the whole conversation around vaccine passports at the moment which is very controversial to do with coronavirus and so on and so on and there is a big debate going on and rightfully so do I know where I sit 100% in this debate no I don't but from a personal perspective, as one of those disabled people that has to prove how disabled I am or how not disabled I am, depending on the conversation and, and what it's for, on a regular basis and give medical history, you know, when random strangers quite often will go, you know, why are you in a wheelchair? What's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. For, for no other reason than they feel it's okay to ask that question... I'm somewhat going, so wait a minute, when everybody else has to all of a sudden potentially carry around an app or a piece of paper or whatever it may be to prove that you've had a vaccine, as somebody that has to prove themselves like that pretty much every other day when when life is in a normal, whatever normal is these days, but, you know, before pre-coronavirus, pre-lockdown, when somebody that had to prove it on pretty much every other day, I I don't necessarily feel sympathy. It doesn't mean I agree that we need passports. It doesn't mean I disagree that we need need passports. 
but I don't feel the same level of sympathy. There is a bit of me on a personal level that goes, well, welcome to my life. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that's been reflected throughout lockdown. They're not even about the passports. A little bit like, you know, I, I have openly said that I struggled right at the beginning of some people that I know, not necessarily close friends, just, you know what I mean? People that you just have even worked with or you know on social media or whatever, you know, after two weeks saying they were bored and how horrendous it was and really, really, really being, I suppose, a bit extra mm. about the fact that, you know, we went into the first lockdown and I was not that sympathetic towards these people, you know, and I, I, I intentionally, or maybe not intentionally, but I did not necessarily go out of my way to go on house party or to reach out to people constantly because I knew full well as soon as everything was lifted and people like myself, you, Dan, and many other disabled people who were still shielding or just being disabled and, you know, living in a world that doesn't particularly like us, um, you know, that, that I would not be getting invites or constantly to play games on a house party or, you know, when everyone else went back to normal, you know? So even for me, you know, the whole essence of the pandemic and lockdown, uh, you know, it, it has been well welcome to our our world. And then, you know, you've added this on. I think Mick Scarlett did a fantastic tweet, and I hope I saved it, um, uh, about about exactly that, you know, saying that, I bet I haven't got it now, um, you know, saying that we... It, you know, people were saying that it's a breach of our civil liberties, you know. Oh, here we are. So, Mick, Mick, I hope you don't mind me quoting your Mick Scarlett. Um, the lovely Mick Scarlett. No, that Mick obviously watches our podcast all the obviously. time. Obviously. It, we should get but him on does. here one day. We really should. We really need to. Uh, so, it's funny how uh, hashtag vaccine passports are, di- are diversive and discriminatory, but a lack of physical access for people, disabled people can go unchallenged for decades. Not saying I'm for passports, I'm saying I've lived my entire life being refused entry to plenty of venues, services and jobs. And it's very similar to what you said. You know, I I honestly nearly cried this morning because I am I am struggling uh, with not having additional help and 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 trying to be a badass boss woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I genuinely and you know, being a mother to two furless babies. You know, just to a point where, well, it would be great if I had a couple extra hours or some more support a week just to help me out a little bit. And, you know, even that process of, you know, getting more, more hours, I would have to divulge all sorts of things. Mm. You know, even, even applying for no contributions towards my care, because I, I, you know, even though when I first applied, I was on benefits, not really having any income. Um, you know, I wanted they wanted me to the council wanted me to pay at least sixty pound a week towards my assistance, which at the time was a lot of money. Mm. It's a lot of money for anyone, really. You know, given a current situation, and I had to, you know, contest it. And my letter that I wrote to contest, I had to talk about my mental well-being. I had to even talk about, and I apologise if there's too too much information, but the fact that sometimes when I'm on my period and I have heavy periods, I can't physically get out of bed fast enough, so then I soil the bed, so I ruin my bedding, Mm. so I have to buy new bedding. 
you know, and then if I don't have the care, I can't physically strip my bed. So I have to, you know, like all sorts of really, really intimate stuff to strangers to be like, please give me some more hours. Please give me the support I need. And, you know, simply because past vaccine passports, if you want to call them that, the government have got a different name for them. I can't remember what they're calling them right now. Um, But vaccine passports are being looked at to get you into venues for events. Disabled people, if they want an accessible seat, have had to prove they deserved that seat all my life. (laughs) I've had to produce my blue parking badge. I've had to produce my PIP letter. I've had to produce all of that to then go, yes, please, I would like an accessible seat at your event. And you want to write this article for me, and we'll go halves <laughs> on the on the we'll go halves on my fee. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Sam doesn't do her work, really. No, I'm joking. I really do. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> People have got credit cards to pay. Uh, I know, right? Um, yeah. See, Sandra in the comments is saying she recently had to send her pip letter to Ticketmaster. Yeah, so... So... I'm writing this down. <laughs> um, the blue, blue badge. Yeah. And then also uh, for our rail card. Yeah, rail card, blue badges, um, for for cinema seats, for... Oh, yeah, cinema, the CEA card. Yeah, the CEA card. Um, like various arts establishments. Now, the arts establishments thing is moving forward... Um, because I know there is conversation with the current government's arts champion. Well, he was the current arts champion. He just literally left the post last week, Andrew Miller, um, the arts champion for disabled people. There is talk about a universal access card that we only have to apply for once that all venues will hopefully come on board with. So oh, that- you send me the link for that. I don't know if there's a link for it yet. It's really in discussion, but I can I can link you up with the lovely Andrew. Or, any, or anything that like reference it. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of like making notes. <laughs> making um, notes because we are feeding yeah. into Sam's article for the Metro. Uh, it's but, great. No, this is all really great. I'm so knackered at the moment that um, if I don't write notes, it will be I'll be like, what? What day is it? Where no, are we? Exactly. But you know, this this is the thing. Um, why can't we have one app for all access, says Sandra? Well, this is kind of the goal, Sandra, for the Universal Arts Access Card that Andrew Miller has been working on for a while. He spoke about it on he spoke about it on BBC Front Row last week on Radio Four. So there you go. That'll be on BBC Sounds. I can send you a link for that. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so, play, play, playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. A lot of I, I get the point that we it's a constant repetition. That is that I mean that's the that's the point that it's it's tiring and it's you know no one else constantly has to do this. So there are there are ways of getting around that, like having a universal way or, or not having to reapply for things every freaking five seconds. Mm-hmm. But playing devil's advocate, you know these immunities are there for. So that they and they don't want to be abused, yeah. Yeah. You know, so like a bathroom. So the radar key system. The fact that the radar key can now be bought on Amazon is just like a slap in the face for. I think so. You know, so well, I actually I actually agree that you should have to give some sort of evidence. 
you know, for for that instead of anyone being able to buy it. But then equally, not everyone has received benefits or ha- has proof. Exactly. You know, so, exactly. Yeah. So you know, you know what I mean. It's but, a catch twenty two situation, and I appreciate yeah. that. And I think you know, getting back to the original, getting back to the original topic, is again, I don't know whether vaccine passports should be a thing. This is why there is a debate going on. But what I find problematic about the whole scenario is. When it comes to things like PIP, when it comes to things like us yeah. accessing events, when it comes to all of that, is there are a large number of people, not everyone, this is not, you know, me tarring everyone with the same brush, but there are a large number of people that openly support we should have to give up that amount of information to get that support. Yeah. That are now going, no, we shouldn't have to get a vaccination or prove that we've had a vaccination to get into a stadium. And I think it's the double standard for me that I'm struggling with. Well, it's that othering again, isn't it? Mm. We are, you know, it's the othering of us. Yeah. You know, I mean, there needs to, of course, there needs to be some sort of regulation because I, you know, I don't want non-disabled people clogging up the disabled space on, you know what I mean, on X, Y, or Z, or whatever, you know? Mm. So I get there needs to be that, but for things, but for, things like PIP and for things that are, you know, that we have to give such, such, such intimate, you know, and not just to one person, to a number of different people mm. and, you know, and, and, and go into great, great debt. Like for me, my, my oh, it's always been my argument, you know, most of us who have got any form of disability or chronic condition, go and see a doctor, a specialist or someone like, you know, we have to have that regular, interaction no matter what it is you like i don't I, I you know unless you're totally against modern medicine or anything like that then you know you don't have that connection but most of us do and for me that should be enough evidence a doctor's letter that should be enough evidence i mean me, play, you know on the flip side of that i don't go and see a doctor super regularly um but you could that you could though like, could. and you have as a child uh, yeah or as a child yeah that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you have got access to these these things because of your condition. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So say, so say, if the law came in and went, okay, for you to get pit, you need to see a physician. Physi- I can't say that word. You physician. know, physician. That would not be a problem. And they, and maybe, you know what I mean. Or, or if you knew that was the case, then maybe you would go to every six months or every year yeah. for your annual, of course, checkup. You know. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just it's just one of those things, and I think it's happened for a lot of the disabled community. If you if you travel through Twitter at the moment, that again, you know, I th- like I say, for me, it's the double standard that the people shouting, "We shouldn't have to carry a certificate. We should, we shouldn't have to do this." Are perfectly okay with disabled people having to give over personal information on a super regular basis. Yeah. I think that's it. It's, it's the it's the um regu- you know the philosophy of it, isn't it? It's constant. Yeah, you know, rail cards, seats, pip, the listed the list is continuous. You think of any more? Send it. Over. <laughs> right, I'm going to pitch that to my editor. Thanks everyone for helping me because I'm not going to lie. And um, sometimes it gets 
to like the time for writing and I'm like wow I don't know what I and that sounds really pathetic because there's always something you can write about but sometimes when the pressure is on you're like um it does wake me up at night and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna write no, I get so, yeah. that you know and it's it's the same with because writing essentially whether you're a journalist or you're a creative writer is a, is a creative process mm. and you know, everybody as an actor, as a performer, everybody has those creative things where they go, I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Um, so, yeah, that's perfect. I have it normal. a lot, though. <laughs> just, just make sure I'm on the byline. Like, bye, bye, Sam. I don't you know. It's fine. Um, oh, honestly, do you know what? Well, I mean, the, the Metro are always really great with me. And if I'm not, you know, feeling that great or if anything comes up, and also, they, they quite like getting some guest writers, you know, if I, I pass the baton on. So um, that they're very supportive. So that's not a problem. But I will go and pitch that. I uh, Because I've not got, uh, I'm not plugged in, I am running very low on battery. So with that, I think we, and we were already nearly, we're, we're over we're, time. We're, we are slightly over time on a, by a minute. I mean, you know, we're pretty good at this TV stuff. <laughs> We've been, it is quarter quarter to two which means we've had our usual 45 minute slot so before sam runs out of battery it's not a bladder this week but a battery uh, i know so so weird maybe i'm dehydrated that's my baby i got sore lips sound just come up with flappers and passports for this for this episode's there we go. Flappers. title flappers, flappers. And, Flappers Flap and passports, or Dolph Lundgren and passports. Who knows? He Man and passports, maybe. Who knows? Oh, sorry. I I just opened up. Um, who are you? I just opened up my uh, emails, but I was on the junk, and I was like, "What? What is all this?" <laughs> Instead of my inbox, I was like, "What? What the heck?" So, guys, before Sam's battery dies. Um, we should probably wrap up this podcast. I know for those that have been listening on audio, I'm a couple of weeks behind. It's because my schedule's been crazy. I plan on editing them up this week, having them up on the, the all the general usual podcast platforms. Yeah, you're, you're slacking. Slacker. I am I am slacking. Slacker. So my you'll have three podcasts, hopefully, on the normal podcast platforms this week. My apologies Amazing. for being somewhat slow. But this has been potentially He-Man or Flappers and Passports. We're undecided. He-Man! Um, we love you all. My co-host has been the lovely Samantha Rank. I am, of course, Dan Edge. This has been Life Downloaded. Stay safe. Look after one another. If you are venturing out because of restrictions shifting, have a good journey. But stay safe. Stay healthy. Look after one another. And we'll see you all soon. Take care, guys. Au revoir.